0: Um, who's excited for Rebels season two? Yeah. All right. How many of you? How many of you were Star Wars: The Clone Wars fans? Yeah.
1: If your hand is down
0: right now, you're a liar, or you haven't seen it. Which, in that case, you need to get my Netflix password, and you can go watch it all right now. All 122 episodes. Is that an offer?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Can I? Can I well, mine is shared from someone else, so no. it's <laughs> it's it's the way of the force, like that. How many folks in here were nervous when Clone Wars got canceled, and they announced that this new show, Rebels, we didn't know anything about it was coming, brand new characters? How many of you were disappointed with Rebels so far? The fact that you're sitting in here probably means no. Okay, <laughs> very cool. So I think I think this has been an amazing first season. The round of applause for the first season. How many saw the Siege of Lothal this in June? How many have not seen? Oh man, you are woo. It's amazing. It's amazing. Can
3: we, can we do a spoiler warning? Because
0: I think we're gonna have to talk about what happened in that episode. Yeah. We're, so if you, we'll we'll try to to, to flash off spoiler warnings so you can earmuff it for yourself or or any children, and um, that way you can you can keep things Ooh. intact. Um, yeah. So I think it's safe to say that uh, we're uh, well established that this show is is amazing. Not just good. It's amazing. it's taken. Uh, right off on the same step, hadn't lost any momentum from Clone Wars. But before we get going and and discuss this, we've got a little media, we've got some videos to watch and whatnot. Um, I want to give our panelists the chance to introduce themselves. I'm Thomas. I'll be your your captain. Certainly, uh, I I don't stand anything against uh, Hera. I I don't stack up to her. I'll lead you guys through this panel today. I'm just going to facilitate the discussion, but I'll turn it over to you guys. You guys are going to be our contributors. Let's go down the
2: line. Go ahead. Oh, wait, Ryan. that's our cue. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on point. I'm on point. I just met Chewbacca. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I'm Riley Blanton. Uh, I do the Star Wars report uh, for all five of you.
4: <laughs> Woo! Yeah!
5: <laughs> there's so there's so.
2: No, uh, I I do the StarWarsReport.com. Uh, check it out. It's a podcast website, and we talk about Star Wars all the time. An unhealthy amount. I mean, that's what my friends say. I don't believe them.
3: Hi, I am Bria LaVornia, I am a staff writer for Tasha Station, half of White Hot Room, which is a geek fan site, and also half of House Organa Shop. Uh, I just really, really, really like Star Wars, and uh, Hera is absolutely the captain of everything.
1: I'm Brian Novicki, I uh, write on eucantina.net, and I talk about Star Wars way too much on Twitter.
6: I'm Bruce Gibson. I write for StarWarsReport.com. Woo! <laughs> yeah, my writing's that good, too. Um, and I, I'm now co-host of Cloud Cloud City Casino Podcast, and I've been a Star Wars fan since 1977.
0: What, what does an idiot's array get you on Cloud City Casino if you win? What's that? Nothing. Go ahead.
4: Bad joke.
6: <laughs> we can talk about it.
4: Okay, I am Bethany Blanton, and I also do stuff at StarWarsReport.com, and I also love Star Wars way too much.
0: All right. So, if you've been to other panels where folks have non-disclosure agreements and can't talk about certain things, that's not the place here. None of us have have inside knowledge. We're we're just really energetic fans about this stuff. That means we can't sit here and tell you, like, talk around an issue and say, "Well, we can't talk about this," but drop hints, but. We can let our fandom of this stuff shine through, and I think it would be appropriate to start things out to watch a little bit of the the trailer oh, no. for season two. How many have How many have seen this? Saw it drop before? Okay, so there are enough out there with hands down that have not seen this, and and I'm just gonna be watching your faces. I mean, I mean, let's let's uh, wait, wait, wait. Like I said, bass like drop.
6: Things are getting worse just as they did back when I was your age. But back then, there were 10,000 Jedi Knights protecting the galaxy. Now.
7: There's just you and me. <laughs>
6: <laughs> uh-huh. We rob from the Empire, give to the needy. A noble cause. Yeah!
3: I'm on my mark.
8: Mission accomplished.
1: Lord Vader. Yes, Master. The rebels in the Lothal system. Hunt them down. As you wish. Fighter coming in at mark three. We've lost Phoenix one and two.
3: We will squeeze Lothal until someone reveals the whereabouts of these traitors.
8: For the good of Lothal, we have to leave. Alright if I tag along?
7: The
1: more the merrier.
7: Fighting alongside soldiers isn't what I signed up for.
8: We are fighting a bigger fight.
1: We can't just
6: run. Ezra, we were lucky to survive. fear the anger the hate i haven't sensed a presence like that since
0: the clone wars
6: my name is rex captain
1: (laughs) 501st clone battalion i fought with commander tano during the clone wars and a friend of hers is a friend of mine
8: Everyone, hang on!
7: Who knows we are off on an adventure? Oh. Rex, keep those ties off our back! Working on it!
1: Surrender or be destroyed.
2: I hope you brought a better class of soldier than those... Stormtroopers.
6: They'll all be coming now.
7: I'm not afraid. That's what worries me.
1: Master has deceived you into believing you can become a Jedi.
0: Let's give it up for that. All right. So... Let the hair that has stood up on the back of your neck go down. Those chills kind of linger out. General reaction. I I know uh, they debuted this at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim a little bit ago. General reaction, seeing it then, seeing it now. Take it away, Riley. All
2: right. So I was one of those fortunate enough to see the season two premiere, so much of which is featured in that trailer. And I'll never forget seeing Darth Vader. That's all I have to say.
3: Thank you for making me follow that one up. Uh, I was also in the room for that trailer, and I think the building shook when Rex showed up, which was incredible. It's slightly less of a shake for Hondo, but I guess there's no other Hondo fans in the room. Thank you, thank you. There we go. Um, but yeah, like Riley said, I mean, seeing that first that trailer and then later that day, that premiere, I mean, I think I was just, I just fainted from Rebels at the end of the day. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm with Bria. Seeing Rex during that trailer at Celebration, like the room exploded. Like, you would never expect clones to get that much love back when the prequels were coming out, but the Clone Wars changed everything so much for everybody's love of the clones and these characters. And that was really impressive to me that people responded like that.
6: First, I just think it's cool we were all there. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it was interesting. Because being at the premiere of the trailer for The Force Awakens was an incredible experience. I had no idea it was going to be just as much that type of experience when they premiered the Rebels trailer. I was floored. And with the cast there watching it with us for the first time was just emotional. And I got it.
3: <laughs> uh, the cast all sat on the ground like to watch it with us. It was
4: amazing. Yeah. And it was so funny because they, they leaned back on their hands like this. You could just see their necks; as they were just staring at, up at the trailer, and they were really excited too. So, but the energy in that room was electrifying. I remember when we first went into the room, we were literally being yelled at by the celebration staff that you cannot have your phones out, you cannot have your cameras out. If we do, we'll kick you out. We have, you know, we we will be able to see. What did they say that they were going to use? Like the, uh, infrared. The night yeah, they said they were going to use night vision to like and they sounded serious. Like at first I was like you're joking, right? Wait, you're serious? And and I was a little disappointed because I was thinking, you know, I want to take a couple pictures and cover it for the Star Wars report. And then the trailer came on screen and I was like I totally forgot about that completely. And I think my favorite moment was seeing Ahsoka, honestly. Uh, having her come back on screen. I was like, "Yes!" Because I'll admit, I was one of those doubters who was like, I want my Clone Wars back. What is this Rebels thing? I'm not so sure about this. Convince me. And I was convinced.
0: And to anyone who's not convinced, you can just watch the inclusion of Hondo Onaka and be convinced that they're committed to this show. Um, okay, so what are we most excited about in Season 2? There's a lot of stuff that they've they've hinted at um, Stuff that you may have either seen a peek of in the trailer or in the Siege of Lothal. You can earmuff it, you know, warn an earmuff if if you're going to lead a spoiler. Are
3: we going down the line or just
0: anyone? (laughs) Have at it. I would have said
3: Vader because that fight scene in Lothal, I I don't think I breathed the entire time. Uh, If you haven't seen it, please leave the room and go watch that episode right now. It is absolutely 100% worth it, and I can't imagine, I don't know how they managed to pack so much into an hour. Outside of that, I'm really excited to see who the new Inquisitors are, and I'm really excited that they're not, you know, a returning character.
1: One of them is definitely Barris from, the Clone, definitely. from <laughs> the Clone Wars. It is not from the
3: Clone Wars. Freddie Prince Jr. said it's not.
0: Okay, and
2: all right, I'll jump in. Um, so it was totally unexpected. After seeing the trailer and even after seeing the premiere, as amazing as, as the Vader part is, I, I think I, after seeing season one, I already had a sense of just how much they were tied into the classic trilogy when it comes to this series. So moving forward to season two, the part I'm most absolutely looking forward to, is how connected it is between Hon- seeing Hondo, more importantly, seeing the clones on this kind of like ancient, decrepit Swiss family Robinson version of the <laughs> the ATT Walker just hanging out there and, and he's just like, I'm Rex. And then Kane's like, Yeah, you killed all of my uh, fellow Jedi. I'm not a fan. And he's like, But oh, I'm Rex. And then everyone cheered <laughs> anyway.
4: And then we all side with Rex. <laughs>
1: I'm really looking forward to more teases about the Death Star. Over the course of the first season, we saw a lot of things like them mining Death Star crystals on Lothal. And uh, with uh, Gary Witta, who was the first writer on the upcoming Rogue One film, writing for Rebels occasionally now, I think there's going to be a lot of interesting tie-ins to that upcoming movie about stealing the Death Star plans on the Rebel show.
6: Yeah, and I'm looking forward to... uh, seeing a continuation of Ezra's journey uh, as he develops his Force powers and learns even more about his past and what happens to his parents. And we're seeing this crew go beyond Lothal. So I'm looking forward to seeing new planets and, and new adventures that come with that. And, uh, oh, and Sabine. I think there's some interesting things that are going to come up about Sabine's past that we'll be shocked about. I don't know why. I just feel a tremor in the Force that that's going to happen. <laughs>
0: So it, a couple of you guys touched on interesting points, uh, the clones, these new Inquisitors. Um, we saw in the Clone Wars, as the seasons progressed, you had a tone shift through each of them. I, you, first season's all happy-go-lucky, then you get into the bounty hunters, and, and stuff shifts from there. Seems like we're seeing a, a sort of a shift in tone. What do you guys expect in, in terms of the overall tone uh, that we see transitioning with uh, into Season 2?
4: For me, I expected a definitely get darker i mean we saw that happen with the clone wars and i i think we're seeing that with the entrance of vader and the other inquisitors and the fact that you know our little group of rebels have joined up with other rebels we're going to see the stakes go up and and we're going to see i think ezra and sabine continue to grow up in a kind of a harsh way uh and i i know for me like vader he was freaking terrifying and i was just like i I don't know how much i can handle this my heart i don't know (laughs) At the same time, though, I mean,
3: this this series has already been plenty dark. I mean, episode three had a mummy of a Jedi that they were using to lure people to their dooms. I mean, if that didn't show that this show was not messing around, I really don't know what did up until they then proceeded to go to Mustafar, which is where Jedi go to die. Um, I I do agree it's probably going to get darker, but I don't think it's the same as the Clone Wars, where you're going to have such a, a drastic shift in tone, because... We're already there. I mean, maybe we'll go down a little more, but we're absolutely already there.
1: If anything, I think we're actually going to see more hope than we saw in the first season. The first season closed out with their message of hope to the planet of Lothal, and now they're teaming up with more Rebel cells and trying to spread this message to the galaxy at large instead of just one planet. So seeing the Rebel Alliance grow into the Rebel Alliance, I think will show more hope than the first season had also.
0: Okay, it, and, and speaking of that, I, I think that's a good segue point, this talk of hope. We see this, this sort of thread all, all the way through there that the writers aren't just constantly beating our emotions down. Let's take a look at a couple clips from uh, one of the, the new episodes called Lost Commanders and uh, see how we feel about these. So here's clip one. <laughs>
6: Is that the head of an old tactical droid? These droids were great at finding things. Calculating. <sighs> found my master and I a few times when we didn't want to be found.
7: How in all the galaxy is that droid gonna find your friend?
6: Well, I heard he was last seen in the Silo system. You can start there.
7: You're not coming with us?
6: I have something else to attend to.
7: The Sith Lord.
6: There are questions. Questions that need answering
7: I wish we could go with you.
6: You have your own mission Ezra and Kanan if you find my friend You must trust him
7: if he's all the things you say we can't afford not to
6: trust him
0: All right, let's watch this
1: keep on going forward just a little bit more we're coming up on a hot spot!
7: Your hot spot looks like everywhere else on this desolate rock.
8: <gasps> Out there!
7: All right, pull stop.
1: All right, just a little bit more. No, we really appreciate this. I mean, we, we should do well today with your friend here. Yeah,
7: well, Zeb pack's quite a punch.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure,
2: I'm sure, but really, I mean, Juppa supposedly love massats.
8: They love them? What do you mean?
1: Well, they say they love the smell, or I guess they love the taste as well, and maybe it's about the texture, you know, it's... Wait,
7: Zeb's not the hunter, he's the bait. Oh, hunter. <laughs> Bait it? It's all the same. <laughs> no, it's not.
6: Zeb, <sighs> you better get back here right now. Zeb, what is that? Buddy, run! You're the fate! Zeb, it's gonna eat you! Oh, Carabas. Zeb, run! Get out of there! What are you doing? Run! Zeb, ah. no! Ah.
7: Carabas!
0: All right, so we get, we get some interesting peaks there. I, I think the first thing I wanted to, to do a little speculation on is so we've seen Rex, we've seen Wolf, we know those two have survived. Who's that third kind of kooky clone trooper Gregor. that we're looking at? It's Gregor, I think they've
1: said. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah.
0: So, how is it? Obviously, we have no, no background here. How is it that, uh, that these three are able to buck the trend of Order 66?
1: Uh, it looks like they took out their chips. Um, if you look at the clips really closely, you can see a similar scar on all of their heads. Um, so, yes. from those uh, that those last few episodes of Clone Wars, with um, Fives uh, going through and finding out about the chips in the head and telling Rex about that, it seems like Rex investigated that further and saved some clones.
2: And evidently, uh, Gregor's operation was not so smooth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's like a game of Operation. You just touch
0: the metal side. So, and how many how many watched the lost episodes of Clone Wars, the thirteen episodes that they released? So, to, to give you guys a little bit of background, there is a uh, four-episode arc, episodes one through four. It's all on on Netflix, or I'm sure pirated on the internet somewhere, where uh Trooper Fives <laughs> leads this sort of conspiracy investigation into uh, th- the fact that. Clones have this this uh, organic chip implanted in their head. Um, ultimately, gets is removed. I won't spoil the episode uh, or episodes for you guys because they're absolutely fantastic. But it seems like that's that's the way we're going. Do you think uh, is it is it just these three? Are we going to see some more clones? Or are they going to keep this kind of limited to, to the three folks that we've seen here?
4: I imagine they'll keep it somewhat limited because I remember at a press conference at at a celebration this year. Uh, Dave Filoni did mention that he doesn't want to turn this into too much of a, oh, this, the Clone Wars characters just come back and take over because we're still focused on, you know, the, the main characters. So I, that's why I don't think that they'll really bring in a lot more of the clones.
0: Right, and, and, and that leads, I think, to the, the next point that I wanted to, to ask you guys about, which is um, we, we've seen, a, and there's a, an image on the screen with some folks that uh, that we've seen carry over from the Clone Wars uh We've seen a few have active roles in season one. Uh, what's the danger there? I mean, is there a danger there? Is it? Is it? Has it been a good thing having this thread woven in?
3: I think it depends on the character. Um, I think it's a little bit more dangerous territory to have the clones involved than it is to have Bail Organa, who, if you don't have the Organas involved, I think you're making a mistake in something called Rebels. Uh, I'm actually really hoping that we'll see more characters like Bail or Mon Mothma because it makes sense that if we're seeing this greater part of the Alliance that that the people who created it and who were weeded are there, and I actually hope we get to see a very young Leia.
1: What's interesting to me is that the first season had a lot of reliance on cameo appearances from original trilogy characters like Lando and the droids and Yoda, and that drove me crazy in the first season. I just wanted the show to stand on its own. I wanted to see about the new characters. I didn't need a guest of the week uh, from the original trilogy all the time, but I'm really, really excited for all these Clone Wars <laughs> characters. Um, I wasn't one of the people that was nervous about Rebels, but I was sad that Clone Wars was over, so having Ahsoka and Rex back and getting to see, hopefully this time, the end of their stories um, is just an amazing opportunity that I'm glad they're giving us, even though Clone Wars is gone. Yeah, I was
6: concerned about seeing too many recurring characters coming back to the series and making the universe feel small. I don't want it to feel small. There's so many characters and there's so much out there, but... It It's worked for me so far, but if they keep going back to the well too much, that's it's probably going to start to bother me.
2: Yeah, I think it's it's interesting because in some ways I think in season one they kind of had to because the it's the first Star Wars animated series. So if you're trying to introduce a new audience and you're marketing the show and there's no recognizable characters, um, it, no one's going to be as interested in it as if they see or hear Yoda or see Bail Organa or more, you know, the iconic imagery. But... um I'm excited the fact that season two, it seems, I think it makes quite a statement that they're doing the same thing with these uh, Star Wars Clone Wars characters, which proves just how indelible they've become in the community as well, which I think is a really good sign. Um, But yes, they can never take over. The the core point of the story is is Ezra, what happened to his parents, how are he and Kanan going to deal with the threat of Vader
4: Yeah, I I do like the inclusion of the characters, and I'm definitely looking forward to see more of Ahsoka and Rex and Hondo and and basically everyone else that they bring back from the Clone Wars. But at the same time, I I agree with Dave saying that a balance needed to be struck because we need time with the actual Star Wars Rebels original characters in order to actually get to know them better. So at this point, while I love Rebels, uh, the Clone Wars still has a more special place in my heart simply because... I've been with it for longer. You know, you have years and years of being with the Clone Wars, and we know all of the Clone Wars actors really well, and, you know, we, we still have that time yet to happen with Rebels.
3: I'm the exact opposite. Because <laughs> I, I, sort of, I sort of missed the Clone Wars. It, happened, it started when I went to college, so I was like, okay, it's a kid show. What could possibly happen? So I mean, I, I ended up watching The Clone Wars in about six months, I think. So it didn't necessarily have that place in my heart that it has, seems to have in a lot of people's. Um, not that I didn't enjoy it, because I did, because Hondo. Uh, but I think for me, Rebels caught me like that. Like when they started showing those clips they showed at Star Wars weekends, I mean, I know I just read A New Dawn, but that Kanan and Hera clip, amazing. Um, absolutely amazing, and so I mean, for me, I would rather see more characters pop up from the original trilogy, like like I said, Bail, Mon Mothma, and I I'd be okay if the clones hadn't shown up, perfectly to be perfectly honest.
0: How many how many Lando fans do we have any in, in here? All right, all right. So his inclusion um, was a little controversial. He he popped up. Uh, he, he's he's popped up a couple times. Um, you know, I think there's a distinction between his involvement. In you can feel free to disagree, and somebody like Bales that, that has a sort of a deeper connection to a theme that we're going on. How, do, how did you guys feel about Lando? Was he just a uh, a trope that they, they threw in there to get some viewers that hadn't watched before, or do you think he had a, uh, a valuable appearance so far?
1: I'm kind of of two minds about the Lando appearance. Um, it's a lot different from the Bale Organa appearance because we know the Organas have been involved in the Rebellion, but that's not something that we really expected from what we've seen of Lando. In the movies. Um, so it definitely at first felt to me kind of just like we're trying to grab attention with Lando. Um, but I think seeing more of him in the past will also help us see why he ended up deciding to save his friends after turning them into Vader. So seeing him work with the rebels all deep in him, at least to me.
2: Well, and I think the, the thing about Lando was not as much the, the fact of his inclusion, but for me, I, I, I did not care for it as much because of the way his character was per- portrayed, and it all comes down to the puffer pig that's all i have <laughs> it all comes down to the puffer pig because it, 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 the way Lando was portrayed even as a younger man it was very um, flamboyant and almost a caricature of, of Lando that we've kind of come to see in like robot chicken and that sort of thing whereas like if you think about Lando in the real in the original trilogy it's not hard to watch without not thinking of like the robot chicken version of him, because he's not just the smooth guy who's like, hello, what have we here? I mean, he's the guy who's like, there's still time to save him! He's like, he cares! <laughs> he cares! Um, but no, the, seriously, like Lando... I'm a huge Lando fan, and it's not because he's suave. That is a cool part. But as a it's character... It's cape. It, yeah, it's the
1: cape. <laughs> yeah. I Wait. do miss his cape on the show a lot. He I, needs the cape back. Guilty. They need to give him money for it.
6: <laughs> I will say, I felt the exact same way. And... You know, I think Star Wars all the time, and I was thinking this very subject this morning. So it, it feels like a caricature, like you said, but then when I think about in The Empire Strikes Back, Han is making comments like, look at you, all grown up. Yeah, I'm responsible now. Yeah, it, it's almost like he did make a character change. He grew up, and he's a different character by the time we get to The Empire Strikes Back. So in my headcanon, that's how it works.
3: Plus, it was all worth it to just watch Harrop punch him in the gut. And,
6: that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> and I do love puffer pigs. Yeah, the puffer pig puffer. is great. Puffer
0: so, you guys also touched on something. We, we talked about bail. We talked about, uh, we've seen glimpses into the larger rebellion um, that, that is going on behind the scenes here. I, the ghost crew is, has evolved a little bit over season one. I, I think maybe a little, a little bit is an understatement. Where do they fit into the larger rebellion here? I, I think that's even changed.
4: I think they're still trying to figure it out for themselves. I mean, Kanan, Kanan is not happy about it at all, we can tell. Hera is all for it, and I, I think she's being a bit more mature here, because Kanan understandably has issues with it based on his past, but his, his past, I think, is is clouding his vision of what should, what should happen. But I, I don't really know about the rest of the characters in Rebels, because... I know they're used to being loners, they're used to being a team, so going from that small team to operating within a bigger alliance, there there are a lot of uh, difficult, uh, frankly, organizational dynamics there that could create some issues, so I'll be interested to see how they handle it, especially with, with Hera and Kanan so at odds with it.
1: I think Sabine's going to have difficulty finding her place A little bit as well. Um, In the first season she felt left out a lot when Hera had secrets, and you would think being part of the Rebellion in full now would lead to less secrets, but if anything, I think it'll lead to more because they're going to be going on more missions that need more secrecy, and Sabine's not high enough up on the chain to get all the information she wants, so I think she's going to struggle a bit this season with her place as well. And you've seen that a little bit. She she butted heads with Hera at least on one occasion,
0: and, uh, you know, not so much outright demanded it, but wanted a bigger role. Wanted to know more uh, than than just simply being being led along. And I think, uh, speaking of of Hera um, <laughs> in the larger rebellion, yes. I, I think it's fair to say that she's the captain of of near about everything. How about a hand for like a strong female lead character in a role? Yeah. Uh, is, uh, not. Uh, Obviously, this is not a panel about uh, you know, gender inclusion and, and whatnot, but not that, that it needed tomorrow. to be proven, but I think, uh, you know, Hera is a fantastic example of a character that everybody, regardless of your background or sex, can get behind and be a fan of, no matter what her actual sex is. So, let, let's talk a little bit about Hera. How does she stack up as a character? We've seen uh, you know bits and pieces of her in, in various forms throughout season one. How does she stack up to you guys?
3: She's just awesome. Um, it's funny to me, I was thinking about the other day, about how this time last year we did a Farewell to Clone Wars, Hello to Rebels panel, and someone said, Oh, yes, the ghost, you know, kan- Kanan's the captain. And in unison, myself and another panelist went, That's Hera's ship! so i th- I think it's 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 kind of telling that at this point we're all like, "No, Harris and Dula is captain of everything, and I think what impresses me most about her is that she's twenty four I mean I don't know about the rest of you, but that that's pretty young to be doing stuff uh like like I <laughs> yeah. phrase that so terribly. <laughs>
4: She, I mean, she's very mature for her age. Yes. That much you can tell.
3: Yeah, I mean, and then we're we're getting, you know, apparently we're getting a story about her, like her early rebellion days. I mean, we we saw her in a new dawn where she she has, she's in control of everything. She knows what she's doing, and the fact that she's able to keep this crew going and and to be the real, I don't want to say the heart of it because I feel like sometimes we sort of relegate her to the team mom role a little bit too often in our discussions but I mean, she just she holds everyone together and she keeps everyone
4: going. Yeah, I, I do like that aspect of her character and I think it's realistic to portray her as sometimes the other characters might, you know, hide the fact that they stole a TIE fighter and took it somewhere because she's the captain and she's, so she's essentially the leader when it comes to the ship and when it comes to a lot of the missions and The other characters do treat her that way. So you can can tell it when sometimes the other characters disagree or they might get a little frustrated with her leadership. That happens to every leader. I mean, if you're the one making decisions you can't please everybody in your crew or you can't please everybody on your team. So I I think it's realistic that she comes across fairly sternly sometimes and fairly in that sort of mom-ish role.
2: Well, and not to forget, I I think it's at least in my view, easy to say. She's definitely the strongest, and and maybe the better word is is the bravest and clearest of all of the crew. Because I I feel like she has a true sense of appreciation for what their role is and should be, and she's the only one that I think has fully embraced that to the level it needs to be for the crew. And I think that's my my favorite part of the way her character is portrayed. Cause, and, and I'll I'll be the first to say when you contrast uh, the the two female co- counterparts of the crew, her and Sabine, it is it is such a wide difference. And and that actually, I think, is a healthy comparison that you have to make. Although I will say this, I think Sabine, I really hope that we get more dimensions to her character besides uh, the awesome graffiti ability, because that's great, but I think we need to see more than just her being relegated to the cool character.
4: I, I think she's been kind of hiding herself from the crew she's very reserved you can tell i think bruce is right when he's like there's stuff in her background because she doesn't seem to want to open up to people and thus we as viewers haven't really seen her open up that much
0: do you guys want to see any of and i know this is bringing it back a little bit to the uh, the the Clone Wars characters' inclusion, but we've seen a little bit of her father, a fair amount to those of you who read Lords of the Sith. How many, how many folks read that, that book, one of the new canon books? So that book, her, her father, Cham Syndulla, was not only a character that popped up uh, in the Clone Wars, but was one of the central figures in that book. Do we get to see any flashbacks to, to her dealings with her father, any, any kind of influence that he may have had on her path?
3: I mean, clearly he influenced her because he was off being a rebel in Lords of the Sith and, well, like father (laughs) like daughter. On the other hand, my theory, this is not official, uh, I think he's dead. So I don't think we're actually going to see Cham in Rebels, and I I I think it's better that we don't do flashbacks because we haven't seen it so far. There's no, and then once you do one flashback, then you're tempted to go back to Kanan's past, and we have a comic book for that. He's got his own comic book now. It's okay. It's so good. So if you're not reading Kanan, the Kanan comic, it is amazing, and Kanan is the most precious little puppy Padawan on this side of Coruscant. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry, I derailed that.:
0: So a couple I, of you guys you guys brought up an interesting point, uh, this dual sort of responsibility that this 24-year-old Twilek has, uh, both to the, the rebellion cause that is so close to her heart and to her own crew, which has become essentially her family. How does Hera balance uh, this, these dual responsibilities as they, they take, take a bigger step into the larger rebellion?
4: I think, honestly, that her heart lies more with the Rebellion, that she views that as that is her higher responsibility, that's the higher cause, and if it came to it, you know, if she had to choose between the Greater Rebellion and her crew, I think she would probably choose the Rebellion. She wouldn't be happy about it.
2: I mean, let's all be honest, we're just waiting for her to knock some sense into Kanan to say, hey, you actually have these abilities, let's use them on a much
1: bigger scale. I'm waiting for her and Kanan to kiss.
4: I just
3: want to note I'm not the first person to say it on the panel. <laughs> they are totally space married. <laughs> By the way, stand
2: up, sir. Stand up, sir. Show your shirt. It's, that is amazing. Take a look. Take a look. Oh,
3: there it is. Yeah. Woo. Uh, yeah. Available at House gonna Shop.
4: Space.
1: So yeah, it's pretty clear at this point that there is romantic feelings between those two characters. But Hera is like Bethany said, much more focused on the cause at this point. So she has to put her feelings. To the side more often than not uh, to focus on the greater good
3: I mean yeah. didn't we already see that at the end of uh, season one where she made the decision okay Kanan said well, you know we, we can't get him now we have to we have to finish the mission we have yeah. to keep going with the rebellion and then Ezra you know didn't do what he was supposed to do <laughs> as always I mean we, I mean I think you're right we, we've seen it I think we're gonna see it again
4: and, and we see Ezra going in the same footsteps, almost like Anakin, where he's lost so much, and his background is rough, but at the same time, there's a definite personality difference. But he has Hera to look up to, he has Kanan to look up to, to watch Hera, who I imagine has overcome some definite personal issues. She's not just out for revenge, and Kanan is struggling with that right now. And so you can watch Ezra watch these other essentially role models around him to overcome what Anakin's biggest problem was in the end, which was his selfishness. You know, he was always, it was him and Padme before anything else, before the Republic, before the galaxy, before the Jedi Order. And in the end, that's what destroyed everything. It's it's his own selfishness destroyed his own life and the person that he loved.
0: Funny you should mention Padawan Bridger. (laughs) So... What what keeps this? We, we've seen different incarnations of this young Padawan story type again and again throughout the the films, books, etc. What keeps that that sort of story arc uh, that that concept from becoming a tired trope?
2: So, raise of hands. Who sees? A parallel, like an exact parallel between uh, Ezra and the journey of Luke Skywalker. Who thinks that there is a substantial difference between the two? Okay, so it's actually pretty even. And this is what this is always something that whenever I talk to someone about Star Wars Rebels, they're always like, well, how is this not just taking away from A New Hope? Because it's the same thing. you just got another Jedi and another Padawan, and they get together and they fight a rebellion. And... From my view, I think it's, it's, it's fundamentally different because we get to see players who have to jump in the deep end of the pool and be in totally over their heads. And if we're honest, there's no way that they can defeat the Empire, and that is not their story. Their story is the spark of rebellion.
1: Oh! oh.
0: <laughs> Those hairs just went back
1: over. <laughs> <laughs> I think one way they keeping this you know, Padawan story fresh while still keeping it similar to the other Padawans uh, is through the Masters. Um, Kanan is so different from Obi-Wan and from Yoda. Kanan was never officially a Jedi Knight himself. He was still a Padawan at the end of the Clone Wars. So Ezra, while he has a similar path to Luke, is being led down that path in a much different way as Kanan deals with his own insecurities of being a Master to this young boy.
6: Well, I see very I, I see similarities between Ezra and Luke in their journey, and because of that, I think that they will start to veer in a different path with Ezra far further and further away from what the path Luke took. So I sense there is great danger with Ezra.
0: When you heard uh you heard that, that audio clip in the trailer. You know, you're not. A, he says, "I'm not afraid," and Kanan says, "That's what I'm afraid of." How about his arc? So he's progra- He's come a long way in, in the span of season one, whatever amount of time that, that uh, season one is supposed to uh, encompass in the Star Wars universe. He's taken a lot of steps. Is he progressing too fast? Is, it, uh, is his his pacing as a character, a uh, a vehicle to sort of bring out some of the challenges that he faces as this series moves forward?
6: Because you asked the question, the answer must be yes. Because <laughs> I feel the same. I, I do feel like it's developing really quick. And he also has, it, what, mid-season, he already developed a lightsaber. He always, already got his crystal. But at the same time, uh, we've seen Kanan say to Ezra, wow, I wasn't expecting that. So, again, there's something there.
2: Is it a lightsaber? Somewhere somewhere, Obi-Wan Kenobi is, roll, is, is well, Not going yet. to roll in his grave. Um, <laughs> spoke too soon. Um, <laughs> But does it somewhere like Obi? If, if with with Kenny, it's like sure, makes sense. Pew pew blaster, also lightsaber, cool. Whereas if it was Obi Wan, was the match be like, oh good lord, so uncivilized, you know? He's like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> his, we'll say his cape is floating around in a circle or something like that. <laughs> and so speaking of of Kenny, so uh, you know this is uh, this is the character that uh, was described in in his development as sort of a cowboy Jedi. Uh, To those of you who have read the comic, you've seen a little bit more of his background. If you've read A New Dawn, you've seen sort of his early days when he's still uh, a little bit in hiding. Um, He's evolved quite a bit. What do do we think about where where he's come in comparison to Ezra?
3: I don't think it's fair that they made me like Kanan as much as I do. (laughs) Um, I was all ready to go go in the show and be like, Ezra, Kanan, whatever. I'm here for the ladies. And then I was like, Hera, Kanan, tell me more. <laughs> um, I, think, I think it's really cool we get, we've gotten to see him really start to embrace being, being a Jedi again. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how much of the Jedi way he goes with, given that the old order clearly had some issues and screwed up. And no, I'm not just talking about the love clause here, um, although I think you should ditch that, like, yesterday. Uh, I, I think I think it's interesting to see him because he, he's learning to be a master. I mean, and is it really fair that he has to that he he has to train this kid when he w- had only been a Padawan officially for a very short time himself? I mean, I guess you have to work with the tools you have, but still.
1: I'm interested to see his relationship with Ahsoka now that he does have yes. a more full fledged <laughs> Jedi in his life. Um, how the two of them are going to interact with each other, whether they're going to agree with each other, whether they're going to butt heads, because Ahsoka also had her own issues with the Jedi Order. So I think there's some cool interactions coming up between the two of them.
0: So a lot has changed. So he's, he's been dealing with an Inquisitor uh, and presumably doesn't have any idea that, that more are coming um, and, and saw a side of the Empire that I don't know that, that he had seen before when he was in hiding and then encountered a, Sith, uh, a, a truly powerful Sith invader uh, when the Siege of Lothal started. Um, how does that affect him? How does that affect him going forward? You've already seen some doubts that he's expressed. He's trying to dump off Ezra to, to um, uh, you know, other Jedi to train him when they uh, seek things out. And How has he changed seeing more and more of the Empire in, in their ways?
1: I think he's scared. Yeah. Um, he's scared, like we said earlier, of being a bigger part of the rebellion because he's seen what being integrated in a military organization can do. He's scared after his encounter with Vader because he doesn't know how to face that kind of power. Uh, he hasn't felt that kind of power since the Clone Wars, which were not a good time for him. Um, so Kanan is worried right now, for sure. Uh, and he's going to have to overcome his fears if he wants to help his crew.
2: And he's worried now. Like, let's wait till he encounters all of these new Inquisitors. Which is like, uh, when you see the the idea of the Inquisitors coming forward, uh, he's he's not even begun. He, it, it, I think the most fascinating part of the trailer was where Ahsoka says they'll all be coming now. Like she's experienced it. Like she knows what's coming, and and Kanan fundamentally doesn't yet. He doesn't have a full appreciation, and he's only had one encounter with Darth Vader, and he doesn't know the full power of the Empire. So I think that's probably the part I might be most looking forward to.
3: But does she really, like, does she really, though? I mean, the look on her face when she had that connection... Oh, spoilers, by the way, Procedure Cedric um, That look on her face when she had that mind connection, whatever you want to call it, with Vader.
2: Yeah. I mean, that part... She had,
3: I mean... You can't
4: fake that reaction. Yeah, when
2: Vader reached out through the Force and just—I mean, who thinks she knew?
4: I think she knew, but she didn't tell anyone. I think she knew. So I'm just like, she she needs
1: to be sure first.
4: Does she need to be sure, or does she still have enough feelings for Anakin that that might, in turn, cloud her judgment? And then, what would Kanan do?
1: Exactly. She doesn't want to believe it. I think the first clip that was shown, I hadn't seen that clip until today, but when she says that she has questions, she needs to go off and ask instead of helping them find the clones. She's going off to ask these questions like, is Anakin alive? You know What does Bale know that he didn't tell me? What does Kenobi know that he didn't tell me? Yeah,
2: like, so, p- and pardon the Tolkien nerdery, but she's basically the Gandalf now. She's like, <laughs> She shows up, she helps out, she's like, oh, I'm sorry, there's a devil dark tower off here, I've got to go.
4: You must take the ring to Mordor, Ezra. No, <laughs> you but do it, not know the way. But at the same time, again with the secrets, and Sabine has a good point, if, if everybody's keeping secrets from everybody else, at what point are the rebels actually going to come together more fully or will that we start to see them splinter again?
0: And, and so that's an interesting point to our, our last little topic here. Uh, you've seen the noose tighten a little bit. Uh, you know, they're, for a few episodes in season one, Lothal is sort of just getting, you know, run amok with the ghost crew as they do whatever they want um, and the Imperials bumble their way through. And then you see Tarkin arrive, the arrival of the Inquisitor uh, on the planet, and, you know, ultimately the actions that go down in, in the siege of Lothal Um, it's often important to have a a real threat to to the characters to sort of drive things and and, um, make you care for them, care about their future. How real is this threat? How real does the threat feel uh, going into season two to to the crew?
3: High. Very, very high.
1: Yeah, I think the best part about Rebels to me is seeing how the Empire treats... Citizens of the galaxy. You know, we see them in the movies as almost just kind of cartoonishly villainy because they're just so very black on the black and white scale. Um, but here, seeing the rise of the Empire, really, and seeing how people react to seeing Darth Vader for the first time after just myths and rumors of him, um, it's really impressive just seeing the tyranny that is happening yeah. to these people.
2: Like we know because we've we've seen the Inquisitor, we've seen. I, what, what's her name? The, uh, the, the governor of Lothal. We Make the governor. Tua? Uh, Tua. Tua. Uh, Tua, yeah. Tua, Tua. The the well, Minister Tua. Thank I you. I
5: almost
0: leaked a spoiler
2: <laughs> uh, Yeah, <laughs> okay. but hey, no, guys, like, seeing Minister me, Tua. Tell uh, me if
4: you're going to talk about spoilers, and I'll hold up the sign <laughs> no, no. for the audience. No, but,
2: like, you see such a level of incompetence, and then we see in the trailer we just watched, and it's like, Lord Veda, the rebels of the Lothal. So, right, you know right then. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. But you know then that uh, the proverbial Bantha Poodoo is getting real. And uh, now it's happening.
4: Yeah. So for me, it's through the whole experience, I'll back up a little, through the whole experience of watching the Clone Wars, everybody's like, oh my gosh, Ahsoka, is she going to live? Is she going to make it? Dave Filoni, please tell us! In every panel Dave Filoni was ever on, poor man. But now it's like they're all Ahsokas, and (laughs) any of them could die. And as the viewer, it's just like, please, please don't turn into... Josh Whedon, Dave Floney. Just don't.
3: Please don't. <laughs> they're all going to die. I'm preparing myself now. It's going to hurt a lot less when, like, Kanan bites the dust and Hera bites the dust and, like, the eventual finale. If you just. Just like, be quiet, for <laughs> <laughs> You know, I did. I don't want it to happen, but if you prepare your emotions, it still hurts. Never mind. I don't think they're going to
6: die. I, I just. Maybe one, maybe two. I. I think that, uh, you know, that's still a kid's show? I can't imagine them just blowing up the ghost and everybody goes with it and all these kids are Okay, okay, like hold that. on, hold on. In this hypothetical, alright, Vader takes
3: out Kanan, is there like standing there trying to help. Boom, there's no... Hold on, spoilers. Oh. <laughs> there's no giant imperial walker to drop on Vader, so I mean... <laughs> That's the only way they got out last time. So I'm not saying they're gonna blow up the ghost, but again, this is Star Wars. Uh, anyone see Revenge of the Sith? Yeah. A <laughs> couple people
4: died in that movie. I'm not sure if you if you were aware. And at the 13 <laughs> And again, at the, at the same time, you know, Ahsoka's going off by herself to get answers. And I'm just like, she could Why die. are you doing this? This is like the typical horror movie. Let me go check out that dark corner by myself. <laughs>
1: And I think a scary thing for the crew of the Ghost is that in A New Hope, Okay, Bale I'm putting sends the spoiler <laughs> sign down, so let <laughs> yeah. me know. Um, in A New Hope, Bale sends Leia to Kenobi, not to Ahsoka, not to Kanan, not to Ezra, but to a guy that has been hanging out on a desert planet for the past 20 years. Uh, that doesn't look good for the Rebels that we know on the show. Well,
3: I mean, to be fair... They were kind of above that planet where her twin brother was. Because
1: so. they were going there to meet Kenobi. I
3: mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: All right, so we got, we got a, few, a few minutes, and I think if, uh, to those of you who have questions or comments, if you want to line up at the speaker, I and then like we'll do, do like a little raffle time. for the rest of the prizes that we have to we'll give away. Go um, for
5: it. Okay. Is this thing even on? Yes. You right. you. Um a a couple of things. Um I think that Vader bringing him was a publicity stunt. It's like, let's bring this the famous guy in for an hour special. I don't think he'll be in the rest of season two at all. And I think for a couple of reasons it's hard to get James Earl Jones. It's um it's you don't want to diminish a, b- a big character like vader if you bring him into too many low level fights you you diminish his uh, reputation as the most powerful badass guy so uh i i like that they brought him in i feel sad that the trailer was mostly about like Ooh, vader's coming and i know he's not going to be in the rest of season two so it's kind of like false advertising um secondly um I don't know about you or anybody else, but I really hate the lightsabers. I know they're, so, they're pencil thin, and I know I watched the whole making of the special. They're trying to make it look like the new hope, but I don't think lights, like we have a conception of lightsabers as being nice, thick, and, 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 and meaty, you know? And, and now that we,
6: I'm sorry, this is a bad
5: choice of words, but... They, they, they look like proper, proper swords, and now they're just the so, so tiny little laser pencil things, and they look so bad. And I don't know how how you feel about that, but I don't like the look of it. Um, and um, I don't know how long this show is gonna last because it seems like Rebels was just like, let's get people hyped up for the new Disney movies but do you think it will go for Clone Wars like six years, seven years, eight years? How, many, how much world building do you need yeah. and want?
2: No, no, I, I definitely see what you're saying with Vader. I, I have enough faith in Filoni and the crew to use him well as, as a tool for when it's time to get real. I don't think he'll be in the rest of the season. I'm just guessing certainly not every episode or anything, but he will be uh, appearing again. I, but I think, I think Filoni and, and crew know how to use him well without uh, using him too much. Yeah, yeah they they've mentioned they had show,
4: the though. experience of Grievous from the Clone Wars to yeah. learn from. So they, they've kind of started to learn how to use their characters more, because they've had years of experience doing a Star Wars animated show now. So, And I like your shirt, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks.
5: And In nice.
1: Celebration, they've made a point multiple times of talking about how they know that Vader has to be like the big, scary villain. And I think in what we've seen of him, he's been scarier than he ever was in the movies. Yeah. Um, well, and have some faith, because um, it, it is just a nature
2: of the way you have to market it. Because people see Darth Vader, and then they're interested in the show. That's just, it's an entry point, and it's just the way it goes. And I, for one, because it's Darth Vader, if that's how we get folks to come meet amazing characters like Kanan, like Hera, that, that's all right with me, if, even if it is kind of a necessary, you know, marketing stunt. Thanks. Just curious, what's your favorite artwork from... The series, like or drawing or scene, I have
0: one, but it's from the Caesar of so I'm not gonna spoil it. But just um, curious, but... Not... Ooh. I, that that scene, Vader standing in the uh, the hangar, the open hangar, um, and igniting his lightsaber right there with yeah. just nothing but blackness and redness around. That is just so. Aw- Maybe I'm too much of an Empire sap, but that is just so awesome.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna pick real quick. The um, I forget the exact episode it was, but uh, but when Hera and Sabine uh, are fighting off the monsters on the that that whole visual,
3: it's out of darkness. Thank you. <laughs> uh,
2: but, but yeah, out of darkness, it, that visual imagery right there of the kind of horror show feel, but the ancient ruins of the Clone Wars. That's what I want to see in
1: Rebels, and that's probably the visual aspect I like the most. I really enjoy leading up to the show. All the imperial propaganda posters that they were using to help advertise for the show—that was all really yeah. beautiful, I saw one over beautiful here art.
0: Yeah. looks like they bought one.
3: Got the jaunty imperial march.
0: Oh. Yes. Yes. yes, that's it. Yes, yep.
4: mine is the same as Bria's all the way.
6: <laughs> Puffer pig.
4: <laughs>
1: no.
6: Uh, so my long-term prediction of what happens to the crew and everyone is that I think at some point Ezra and Kanan are destined to meet up with Yoda. I think Yoda will say one downfall of the previous Jedi Order was getting involved in galaxy politics. I think he'll inform them to stay out of the galaxy politics because there are other Jedi at work who are doing that. And I think that in this big universe that we're talking about, they're going to disappear, maybe fight the Rebellion on their own front or whatever, but not get involved in the Rebellion forming of the New Republic, and it leaves them open for all kind of new other stuff.
1: Yeah, That'd be interesting. I I have a hard time seeing that from Kanan and Ezra, though. Ezra especially. Ezra really seems to be taking up the Rebellion's cause and Hera's cause, and so while Kanan, I could see doing that more than Ezra, uh, Ezra, I don't think, would want to leave this battle until it's it's done.
3: It's also a show called Rebels.
2: (laughs) A bounty hunter named Jango Fett.
1: What are your opinions on who is Kanan's master?
3: We actually know that. Um. In the in the the comic, it's Deppa Bilaba. and I probably slaughtered that. So my bad.
5: They
0: mentioned
3: it oh, the Inquisitor. Yeah. Yes, there we go. That too. But but yeah, she's pretty cool. Forms. Yes. Yeah, I've heard
1: of her. Yeah, if you're interested in his master, read the uh, Kanan comic. She's and in the very cry. first issue.
3: Yeah, I think yeah. so.
0: Yeah.
3: All right. I think, I think so. this is gonna
0: be the last question. Oh, can we get both kids? Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Taco cat. Yes. Yes. Is
4: no one gonna question what's up with Sabine's hair?
0: It's awesome. <laughs> I th- yeah, I, I think like why did they cost- change
3: it to green?
4: Because
3: she's an artist. I mean, artists don't necessarily keep things the same all the time. So she's gonna change her hair. She's gonna change her armor. I mean, that's not boring, plain. Mando
6: plates—that's a work of art. And I think Chopper designed her hair for her.
0: <laughs> I think actually, if you want to hold up the spoiler sign just for yeah. a second, uh, Dave okay. Filoni commented on that because the question was, you frustrate all these cosplayers that just perfected their stuff. Um, she gets she gets shot in the head. Uh, you know, obviously, her, the helmet takes the impact, but Vader reflects a blaster bolt right into her head, and Filoni said that changed her. I mean, because in the next scene. Where you see her back on her feet, she's she's changed her hair and whatnot. And he said that really had an effect. That whole battle and getting hit like that, I, you know, feeling that uh, you know a real sense of danger. I think can mature you pretty quickly in a combat situation like that. Last question.
4: <laughs> who would your favorite
3: Who would your favorite character in Star Wars Rebels
0: be? Carabas. <laughs> <That's laughs> tough question. Zeb.
1: Hera, I love Chopper. He's such an <laughs> evil little droid.
4: <laughs> For me, it, it keeps going back and forth between Kanan and Sabine. Mm. I,
0: I I really liked uh, the the peak we saw into Zeb's background when he duels um, Agent Callus, and just yeah. how emotional he gets when Callus reveals that uh, he was in uh, the siege of um, Why am I blanking on his planet? Um, Lassan, so, uh, yeah, and, and took a, uh, a bow staff, or a bow rifle rather, yes. off of a, a dead honor guard. So I, I, that's pretty cool. I want to see him become a more
1: three-dimensional character. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting more of his backstory in Season 2. Phil, you yeah. said we're going to get it. Good.
2: Absolutely, and I, I'm a huge Kanan fan, but I think, I think Bruce, you've convinced me it's Puffer Pig.
5: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do some...
7: <laughs> also... This is kind of a Kanan-centric question, but it's a question um, I wanted to ask. Wait, I'm not going to oh. do
8: any spoilers. I can't. I'll get <laughs> fired. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Spoilers for the, the, oh, the episode. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay, sorry. Go on. Um,
7: <laughs> and I guess I it's to the majority of the panel as well. But um, in regards to the comics, we see that Kanan is very, very haunted by fear. Um, in regards to especially, he has a very, very strong run-ins with... Clones, much like most of the Jedi were at the end, but his is very like personal, and, and he's literally hunted down. Given that we know that we are going to be meeting clone characters from what we've seen in the trailer, how do you feel Kanan will react to that?
8: Well, I'll tell you. Well, I know, and even from the, the um, episodes that we've seen so far, he is conflicted. Um, I mean, if you watched uh, your master get killed, uh, you, you, you are inherently um, mistrustful of anyone who murdered someone you care about. And he, ha- he struggles with it deeply. Not only that, but he doesn't like the militaristic order that is starting to fall into place. He likes being a ragtag crew, you know, the dysfunctional family that is the ghost um, he prefers that with our ragtag military <laughs> rules, if you will, fly by the seat of your pants. Um, now he has to answer to higher-ups within the rebel alliance that's forming, and it makes him really uncomfortable. And uh, I think actually Sabine has the same problem, having been uh, schooled um, in a military fashion. She's also wary of that, so um, he's not alone in um, the sort of hesitancy about embracing the clones, but he does trust Ahsoka, and Ahsoka swears by Rex and all the rest, so he comes around. But um, it does take a minute for sure. Thank you. But that's at least Rebels' answer. <laughs> <laughs> Ezra
0: has a question. Yes. Oh, can someone
6: help him? Which Rebels episode is your favorite out of all of them? Oh,
8: <laughs> well. I really love the finale because Ahsoka, that killed me. Oh, um, But I, I really, I love all of them in their own way. They they really, they deal with different things. I love the one with Yoda, um, you know, where Ezra, you know, sort of learns all about uh, the force and he's sort of becoming a Jedi Um but for me, personally, when Ahsoka appeared, it was like all my dreams came true. <laughs> like it was like, I buy a lotto ticket every week because my best friend could really use that and I would love to just hand her a winning lottery ticket. That's like a, a little side thing that I do. But I imagine that if I feel half as good as I felt seeing Ahsoka, it did feel like winning the lottery. <laughs> Someday, you never know. Can't play if you don't win, or can't win if you don't play. <laughs> but, um I was very happy at that moment. Thank you.
3: Thanks. Who do you think the? Ni- Someone
1: them, please. <laughs> Who do you think the new Inquisitors are going to be? Not Mary. Oh.
8: <laughs> I can ask you the same question. Because <laughs> <Wait. laughs> honestly, Dave Filoni is so secretive about everything that half of it I don't even know yet.
3: I have so. a question for you, though. Oh sure. Would Freddie have lied to us on Twitter? Because, okay,
2: okay, so... There's a fight that's about to be solved.
3: One of the very popular theories that I strongly disagree with is Mm -hmm. that the female Inquisitor is Barris-Sophie. And, okay, (laughs) that got a reaction. And, however, there were some debates, and somehow Freddie got tagged in them, and he said, no, just pay attention. There's more than one. It's not her. So... Would Freddie have lied to us? Is
2: Freddie Prince Jr. a
8: liar? <laughs> That's the question. Bear in mind, this may go on Twitter. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. is a very ethical man.
3: <laughs> hey, hey, Brian, did you hear that? Ethical.
1: Yeah, but it's Star Wars.
3: Hmm? No, um, yeah, he he
8: always means what he says and says what he means. Hashtag confirmed (laughs) We're talking about his moral character (laughs) I confirm that he is a good person
3: (laughs) Anyone else? Once in a lifetime opportunity
7: So I think
0: um, We have time One
6: one last question One last question Mm -hmm. Really quick, go (laughs)
8: is 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 that is that when i meet santa claus too (laughs) that'd be awesome yeah no i'm not much of an on-camera person i'm too shy to be honest it's not really my jam i don't know but um i mean if they asked me to do it believe me i'd get over it and, and go for it because who who wouldn't you know i mean i it would be intimidating really I, voiceover is great because you can hide and no one ever knows who I am like this is the most visible I've ever been in my entire life <laughs> basically yeah.
0: huh
8: yeah no well I'll, yeah I'll make you proud but uh <laughs> um, yeah I have another friend who's wagered a bet that that's going to occur and I, I think far more likely would be that Tia would do something because mm. she's an on camera actress and it's sort of that is her jam dot com you know um, but uh, I I no one has contacted me with regard to that issue ever. <laughs> have
6: you ever dressed as Hera?
8: Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it might have been a little too on the nose, but um, I actually have—I think four leku, four sets of leku, and um, yeah, the first one. I don't know if you heard this. I'm sorry if it's redundant, but the first one I found on eBay, and I ordered it, and then the bill on PayPal was in euros. And I was like, ooh, I maybe should have asked for more information, you know? <laughs> like, it's one of those things, you're like, yeah, let's go, let's go, and then it's in Amsterdam. You're like, ooh, I didn't really think that through. Oops. Um, but anyway, I, I, she said, you know, you gave me your word, you must buy them. And I'm thinking, like, I could go to Oakland and get them, you know, in a half hour. But all right, no, I, I did say I would buy your Le Coup from Spain, so... Um, I have a Spanish leku, And um, <laughs> then there's a lovely girl who uh, owns a company called Cosplay for Jedi. Her name's Allison Berrios. You can find her on Twitter. She's totally awesome. She makes lecu. They're, they're fantastic for any Twi'lek you want to know about. Um, and uh, other costumes as well. But she, I met her at Star Wars Weekends. She handed them to me. And then another friend of mine is a hat maker, uh, professionally known as a haberdasher. And uh, she knitted me a set of Leku. And I believe they're on my Twitter feed. You can probably see pictures of all of what I'm describing if you scroll back, although no one has that kind of quality time. <laughs> but uh, if you're curious, I think they're there. Um, yeah, and I think there's, there's one other one, but uh, none of them compared to the 501st uh, renditions and some of the fans. Like, I'm nowhere near as professional level <laughs> of cosplay at all.
7: <laughs> Are you so flailing about being with people?
8: dude, I am amazed that I could speak English <laughs> and breathe. I mean, my friends who truly know me, they're like, you are never going to make it. Like, And honestly, part of me was like, he's so famous, he's never going to come do this thing. You seriously think Chewbacca is going to roll up on a stage with this? I'm like... He's not even going to show up. That's ridiculous. I mean, I'm sure he loves cons, but that's crazy pants. And then he's totally there. Like, he showed up. I couldn't believe it. I started crying at one point, and I pulled it together because I realized, like, all my makeup would be down my face, and that would be not a good look. But I must tell you, it's an out-of-body experience. I was at Star Wars weekends with him, and I couldn't look at him. I couldn't talk to him. I just, because I was like... Like, I couldn't... I mean, if I looked over, and if you look in his eyes, it's chewy. Okay, and, yes. and and he's like, hello, he's a lovely person. I was like... Hello. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> and, I just, and I must have been so rude to him because I just couldn't function. Anyway, I have no idea how I got through that. And I have one more tomorrow, and afterwards I'll probably start sobbing. <laughs> so... Sorry if that's TMI.
3: (laughs) If it makes you feel any better, I'm probably going through the same thing right now, because I didn't think you were going to show up to this. (laughs) Oh, no, dude,
8: they didn't tell me I had a photo session. I wanted to be here the whole time. We could all nerd out. I was so bummed, and they were like, no, you have a photo session 250. Oh, what? So, anyway, we sprinted. My guide is a genius, and we flew through time and space and made it. So, sorry to keep you longer, but I love you guys, and thanks for waiting. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yay.
5: to see you guys
0: yeah. and if you need more information on haberdashery or Spanish yes. Leku you can follow <laughs> yeah. Ms. Marshall on Twitter
8: that's right at Van Marshall and let's you go, be friends We'll see her on the Walk of Fame too guys though. oh that's right thank I'm signing up so there
0: thank you so much yeah thank, thank, you. You. thank you that was
8: awesome thank you so much I'm so sorry I was late hey how
6: are you I'm fantastic oh, how are oh, you so nice. doing so good to see you again yeah. well, welcome oh thanks, oh, thanks.